are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Amastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. And joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, please make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we'll be recapping the wild game on a Wednesday as the Brewers complete the sweep of the Cubs. Vinny hanging up L flags everywhere. Um, we'll also uh, get into uh, Aaron Ashby uh, outing. Uh, and talk about it a good bit, uh, and then we'll preview the upcoming series with the Pirates at the end and getting to a little bit of news. Before we do that, let me once again tell you about our Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arama Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Um, so we're just going to jump straight into a Wednesday's game and talk about it. And that was the debut of Aaron Ashby. We uh, mentioned it on the Wednesday podcast that he would be getting called up and coming in this game. Didn't know at the time he was going to be starting this game. Uh, but he does get the start, and unfortunately, it was uh, a disaster. Um, there's really just no other way to to put it. He lasts just two-thirds of an innings, gives up four hits, three walks, seven runs. Um, only four of them were earned. Now, there was a, a error by Willie Adamas in the, uh, in the inning, so um, he take off a couple of, of runs there, only gets charged with four, but still not a great – debut for Ashby he will have better outings than this um but kind of just looking at the metrics a little bit in it his sinker which he threw for 32 of his 39 pitches so he throws it a lot had an average spin rate of just 1835 um you know I don't have his minor league numbers I don't know if that's typically where he sits I would I would think not that's really low uh for reference Brandon Woodruff spin rate average spin rate on his sinker is around 2300 um, so that's a, a pretty low number there for somebody who gets, you know, strikeouts like he does and swing and misses like he does. Um, that that's a pretty, pretty low number for Ashby. I would not figure that's where his spin rate typically sits with that sinker, uh, could be having to do with adjusting to the new baseball. If, if they are different from AAA. um, but he only had two swings and misses in this game. Again, this is somebody who been striking out a ton of guys at AAA. Um, so I'm sure you can chalk a lot of this up to nerves, jitters, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can be as professional uh, as you can be and mature as you can be, but still, um, you know, getting a start like this uh, against the division rival in the Cubs had to be some nerves there going for Ashby. But um, Vinny, what did, what did you see from the, the youngster on Wednesday afternoon? Ashby was um, – I thought he was going to be fine at first. 
obviously, and then things, everything that could go wrong did go wrong type of a thing. Uh, soft contact base hit, a um, couple of soft contact base hits and the bunt from uh, Sogard. Um, and then it just snowballed on him. Then he, then he really couldn't. And then the air, you know, like, like I said, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then he wasn't able to kind of rein in, uh, rein in his, uh, or center himself or whatever you want to call it. You could tell it was speeding up on him a little bit. He was speeding up with his delivery trying to get out of everything too fast. Totally normal, natural thing to do, uh, in your major league debut, especially, um, especially I think this kid knows how good he can be. Um, He's really developed quickly. Um, I saw him his first year out. He was raw. He was, he's kind of what we saw today. <laughs> you know, couldn't really find the zone. Could certainly tell that his stuff was there. Um, but this is not the Ashby that we're going to come to know. Um, I was really impressed with his interview after the game, how he handled himself. He totally fine, <laughs> you know, it seemed. Um, he's disappointed, but he wasn't devastated, if that makes sense, right? So, um, yeah, he, he his answers were very, uh, very much above his, you know, above his years in terms of experience. It, it seemed like this kid, you could tell he's got the pedigree, he's got the bloodlines to be a major league, really made quality major league starter. Um, anyway, I, I, Tough to tough to watch, but what's impressive is like I think this kid's gonna bounce back and be just fine. Now he's got one under underneath his belt. If things would have gone differently, he may have settled in after that first inning and just mo started mowing guys down. That's just how it goes. And things sped up on him; he couldn't find the zone. But um, after a while, but um, he'll be fine. I, I, I this is one of my favorite guys that I saw in the minor leagues in the four years that I was scout. So I'm on the Ashby train for sure. Yeah, and like I said, there'll be better days for him. Uh, what did you think about the decision to start him, though? Because I know we talked about it on the podcast on Wednesday, thought maybe it'd be better for him to come out of the bullpen. Um, but, you know, Council said, you know, they thought he'd feel more comfortable starting, you know, which obviously he's done a lot in his career, but they have been transitioning him to the bullpen, so that's where he's been lately. I mean, I don't think it's a, a huge deal either way, but, um, you know, I – like I said, like I talked about on Wednesday, I thought it would have better for him to come out of the bullpen. Maybe in the second inning, you, you get to start with the bottom of the order there. A nice way to ease him into the game. But what do you think about the decision from council to, to start him in this one? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, never thought of it. I just, once they decided that he was going to start, I was like, great. This kid is going to, this is, you know, what he's used to. Um, they have been transitioning him as a reliever for the last what two weeks three weeks now yeah. and so maybe he wasn't really in his typical routine in terms of coming into the game so um good question uh, you know maybe looking back obviously hindsight being 2020 it may have been the wrong call obviously things can work out differently at the same time maybe the fact that the brewers are six games up on the cubs going into the game they thought there was enough of a cushion it was like okay this could go either way. We, you know, it's almost like, you know, our we're playing poker and our chip stack is so high. Well, you know, we're going to throw around some chips a little bit type of an idea, you know? So 
maybe that was the the thinking behind that. If it was a must win game, maybe they would have gone with him as out of the bullpen. But I don't mind. The, I don't mind the call. I, I think is you know again. I think they thought he could handle it, and I do think he, despite it being terrible, <laughs> right? Let's call it what it is. I think he's the fact that he handled himself so well after it is just such a great sign for this kid. I mean, um, I'll tell you a quick story. Giovanni Gardo, I was on the bus with him when he got called up. We were going from Memphis to Nashville, back home to Nashville. They told me he was getting called up the next day. The dude was sleeping, you know, like, mm. <laughs> like this is the kind of mindset, you know, he's sleeping, taking a nap on the way home. Like I would, wouldn't be able to sleep for three days, like knowing I was going up to the big leagues the next day. So the type of mindset that you know, really good major leaguers have is just like they're not intimidated by it. They're not awed by it and all of it. It's just another game. It was, a, it was another game that happened to be his major league debut, so he was excited. But he was he, he's not overwhelmed by this is the takeaway for me, and, and that's really encouraging. Yeah. Um, and I think we will see him out of the bullpen going forward. I think that's going to be – his role yeah. for the rest of the year. And I think he'll do great in that role. Um, so certainly not concerned at all about this first outing for him. He'll have much better outings for the Brewers going forward. Um, but after that, so the Brewers fall behind seven, nothing in that first inning to the Cubs and the bullpen pitches a shutout the rest of the way. And, you know, we have talked a lot about the middle relief for this Brewers and that's Brewers team. And that's essentially what, was thrown out there on Wednesday. I mean, it was supposed to be a bullpen game anyway. You're open. Ashby gives you a couple more innings than he did. But Council brings out Miguel Sanchez, Trevor Richards, Hunter Strickland, Jake Cousins, and Brent Suter, and they pitch eight and a third scoreless innings, allow four hits and four walks with nine strikeouts. Um, Miguel Sanchez goes two and a third. Trevor Richards goes two. Hunter Strickland goes two. Uh, then Cousins, who I, I believe pitched in all three games in this series, he pitches an inning. And Suter finishes off with an inning. But, uh, Vinny, this bullpen, I mean, they come in here and shut things down and give the offense a, a chance to, to come back. Jake, we've been talking for how many weeks about this, the bullpen being the weak, you know, besides the back end, besides Hader and Boxberger and Williams, and even Williams has struggled at times this year. But how long have we been talking about yeah. this is going to be the bugaboo for the Brewers and the you know, gotta get some middle relief. I've got to get some middle relief help. All of a sudden I look up, there's a surplus. I mean, I, as much as I like Milner as being a decent strike thrower, like, sorry, Milner doesn't have a spot on this club right now, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, I, when I was searching for arms, now all of a sudden it's Sanchez, Richards, Strickland, Cousins, Suter, um, Boxberger, Williams, Hader. I'm missing a guy, right? I mean, these are all real options to get outs. I'm not saying all these guys are major league closers. In fact, Strickland was at one point. In fact, um, Boxberger was at one point. But, look, they got options. These guys have stuff. These guys have um, the ability to get outs. And I'm sorry, like Yardley and Lindblom weren't, you know, as much as, you know, not to disparage those guys, but they just weren't options in terms of, like, you know, ability to get outs, ability to have, you know, an out pitch. They didn't have that, right? Yeah. They're relying on command, and these guys all have an out pitch, and these guys all have good stuff. So, um, I, I'm, 
look, I, I may have been playing the optimistic card, <laughs> you know, compared to Jake. Yeah. But now I, I'm really kind of playing that optimistic card, jumping on this bandwagon even more so now than ever. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not full, you know, switching to the other side here. I'm still <laughs> a little cautiously uh, optimistic, I guess you could say now, instead of just straight up pessimistic about this middle relief. But they certainly did get the job done on Wednesday and it was huge. Um, they could have very easily just let this thing get out of hand, uh, but they they held the Cubs right there and allowed the, the offense to come back, and they did that and more, and we will get into that here in a second. Before we do, let me remind you, this episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone and find any make and model of any kind of auto parts that your car will ever need. There are so many different reasons to maintain your automobiles these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just sit back and wait for them to arrive. Go to rockauto.com right now. Again, see all the parts available for your vehicle. And while you're there, do us a favor and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So Vinny, like I said, the Brewers fall behind um, seven, nothing in this game. It's a, you know, an afternoon game, a getaway day. Brewers already won the series. They have every reason in the world to kind of just lay down and, and let this game go. They're already up big in the division, uh, but that's not the mindset of this team. And they, they come back, uh, they answer. Um, and, and I like the quote uh, after the game, Willie Adamas, he said, we knew since the first inning that we were going to come back. We had that feeling. Uh, we talked a lot about Adamas, the energy that he brings to this team, just kind of the overall mindset that he has. Uh, and, and he made an error in the first inning that, you know, led to three more runs, led to Ashby uh, or assisting in him getting bounced so early. Um, that was, you know, that's just the mentality that he has. And I think that's permeating throughout the rest of this team. Uh, and it leads to a, an offensive explosion of 15 runs on 12 hits. They also had nine walks in this game with nine, uh, just nine strikeouts, which in today's game, if you, you strike out less than 10 times, you're, you're doing pretty good as an offense. Um, so, I mean, just really, really huge for this team, uh, for this offense that we talked about. You know, you talk about, you know, we've mentioned the middle relief being a weakness. I mean, honestly, the offense has been a weakness too. Uh, but not in this series. They score 14 in game one and get 15 in game three of this series. Um, uh, Vinny, uh, I mean, I can't say enough about this team. Not really just the offensive side of this and the runs they scored, which is impressive, but just their mentality to come back. Like I said, they had the series wrapped up. It's a getaway day. You know, you, you got a bullpen game going. You fall behind big early, and they just keep keep plugging away and come back. Yeah, so they came into the series with a zero run differential, and now they're leaving two <laughs> games, three games later, and they have a, a thirty 
a 30 run different, you know, 30 runs is the run differential now. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like for the season. And so that's pretty good. Um, or they actually might have been in like plus five or something coming into the series. They were they were at zero um, when I was on doing the uh, pre and post game show uh, last uh, weekend. But anyway, yeah, I mean, so Keston's coming alive. Um, you got Jace Peterson swinging a really hot bat, and I mean, look, that might be a real bat. I know he's made some adjustments. Um, he's always had the talent. Um, I think he's made some physical adjustments and then he's uh, really just having quality at bats lately. Uh, you got Tyrone Taylor, who's back, who's always put together a quality at bat this year. Um, even JBJ is getting in on it. Um, look, I mean, they got guys up and down the lineup. Um, we've seen the worst versions of some of these guys, um, you know, so far this season, but um they have really come alive and, and hitting's contagious. And I, and I agree. I love that quote from Madamas. Um, and that's what we talked about the momentum, right? We talked about that a lot on this show over the course of the year so far. It's like, once you feel that momentum of, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. We know we're coming back. You can sense the head that that's what this team is experiencing right now. And it's a rare feeling. Uh, and they're going to ride it out here until until they don't have that feeling anymore and it'll continue because look their pitching is giving them a chance every single night whether it's the starters or the bullpen giving them giving the offense a chance to win every single game um and that's what look I, i'm 100 on the bandwagon and my bandwagon has a, a big blue flag with a l on it for cubs <laughs> flying the l flag so anyway yeah um that's yeah it's exciting team to watch yeah. And you mentioned Jace Peterson and Jackie Bradley Jr. You know, they were big in this game. I thought Jace Peterson uh, had the biggest hit of the game. Uh, he reached out and punched the ball into the outfield, just the ball kind of, you know, tailing away from him. He kind of throws the bat at it. You know, somebody's going to put the ball in play. It, it finds some outfield grass and gets two RBI on it. And it gives the Brewers an 8 7 lead. I thought that was a huge at bat in the game. Um, but Luis Urias, I mean, he had a four hit game in this one. Um, in June, Vinny, he slashed in 284, 365, 433 with five home runs, 23 runs scored, and 16 RBI. Uh, I've been I've been hard on Arias a lot this year, um, mainly because I just thought the job at shortstop was handed to him without him really earning it. But uh, ever since the, the trade for Adamas, he's really stepped it up, and he's been really huge in June, especially with Wong being out a lot. Uh, he's been big at the top of the order, but a, a four hit game for Luis Arias. Yeah, he's, you know, he, so I, I heard him talk about this and what he's been trying to do. And he's been, so he's been able to put the ball in play for his entire career. Right. But the way that he went about it, it was kind of panic swings. Right. If that makes sense. It's, he's always had really good hand eye coordination. He's already always had good uh, strike zone judgment but he would just kind of take defensive swings a lot of times, especially with two strikes. Well, now he's tweaked his swing a little bit and he's looking to do damage. And I think that he's kind of learned how to do damage. Um, he's a skillful player. Um, he doesn't necessarily have a ton of tools. I mean, the scouting community was split on this guy, um, maybe even a little bit uh, biased towards him, not kind of figuring it out. Um, and 
you know, chance this guy is a really valuable player. He's only 23 years old. And I mean, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a version of this kid who's, who's really got a good judge of the strike zone and he's able to do some damage, especially on, um, you know, he's, he's been able to do damage on velocity, which I've never seen before from this kid. And I, look, Andy Haynes has got this kid basically to his ceiling, getting him towards his ceiling, right? Meaning um, he's getting the most out of his, his ability. And, it, and he's got some ability. So um, Andy Haynes has really helped this kid learn to teach him how to get, you know, get to, um, you know, do some damage. That's, and you heard him in his quotes after the game. He's like, look, I'm trying to do damage, trying to get the, the head out. And he's picking his spots to do it, and, he, and he's doing it. Yeah. You, you mentioned Andy Haynes there. I, I forgot he got tossed in this game. And I was going to mention the fact that Christian Yelich was the only starting position player not to get a hit in this game. Uh, we talked about on Wednesday's podcast how, you know, really he was a big part of the two runs the Brewers scored in that game. And then this one, he's not needed at all. The only, again, the only starting position player not to get a hit. Um, but you brought up Andy Haynes and Yelich got rung up on a ball at the knees and, and it was a strike, but uh, yeah. Yelich didn't think so. And uh, Haynes comes out there, gets tossed. I just thought it was great. Uh, him going out there, taking up for his star like that. Uh, I thought that was really huge uh, for the team. Really good for Andy Haynes to, to, to do that and take up for his player, kind of get the, the team jacked up. Uh, you know, kind of one of those things you don't really think about, but in that, in that club clubhouse and that locker room, I know that really meant a lot for Yelich and the rest of the team. Um, we'll take another break and then we'll come back and put a bow on this one. Before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though, uh, you got, you don't have the football season in swing right now, you do have NBA, NHL, and the major league baseball season with the Olympics coming up and football again, will be right around the corner. But betonline.ag does more than sports. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So go through a couple of quick news items before we look at the Pittsburgh Pirates series. Uh, we already mentioned Aaron Ashby was officially called up. Pablo Reyes optioned as a result and Bobby Wall DFA'd. Uh, Angel Perdomo on a rehab assignment with Nashville. He, he's thrown five scoreless innings there and hitless innings as well with one walk and 10 strikeouts. So great stuff from him. We talked about the middle relief and how they seem to be stepping up here lately. Uh, he could just add to that if he can find some more consistency there. He has the stuff to get it done. And then Craig Council talking about Colton Wong uh, said that he was available off the bench these last two games, and he's confident he'll be back at second base against Pittsburgh. So look for Wong to be back in the starting lineup over the weekend. Certainly great news for the Brewers. Looking at that four-game series with the Pirates, uh, the Brewers will have Corbin Burns, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer, and Freddie Peralta going on the mound. Uh, it looks like Will Crow will be going up against Burn and JT Brewbaker, good young arm going up against Hauser. Uh, not sure on Saturday, and then Tyler Anderson on Sunday. 
Uh, Vinny, we've talked about these Pirates series a lot. Uh, these are the ones where you can't have a letdown. We saw it from the Brewers earlier in the year, but they bounced back against them here lately. But coming off a sweep of your rival, the Cubs in the division, um, that that lead in the division is just swelling now. They have the opportunity to uh, continue to, to put their foot on the throttle. They're up six games in the division. They're up eight games on the uh, Cardinals and the Reds. Uh, again, going to four game series against Pittsburgh, you can't can't let up here. You got to continue to to push forward, rack up as many of these wins as you can, and at least get a series win over the Pirates. Uh, I can't believe the Pirates are this bad, twenty nine and fifty, right? I mean, but based off of the couple of series that the Brewers have played against them already, they're a solid team with a bat, you know, decent decent bats decent right up and down the lineup and then their starting pitching is decent and their bullpen is is decent right so it's a little bit of a head scratcher to, you know that they're they are this bad um uh, so I, the brewers can't take them lightly is my point i think they're a better team than what their record shows that's kind of what i'm getting at there um i do think will crow is an arm that they should get to and obviously have burns going against them so that should be a a, a w uh, but Brew Baker's a good looking arm. Um, got that game too. Can't, like you said, we've been talking about this all year. Can't take this club lightly. This club is a better team. They're scrappy. And I heard council say today, it's like they haven't played well historically when they go to Pittsburgh. So not an easy place to play. Look, going out East is never an easy thing um, for some reason. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it'll be a good game, good good series, but certainly a series that they could definitely widen this this uh, central lead. But uh, take care of business one one game at a time, one pitch at a time, one at bat at a time. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, look at you with the player talk there, one bat at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for sure, I mean, I mean, the Brewers swept them last time. That was in Milwaukee. They're four and two against them now after losing that series, that three game series to them earlier in the year. Uh, again, like I keep saying, can't let your foot off the pedal here. You got an opportunity in the schedule to really um, put some distance between you and the rest of the division. They've done a great job of doing that. I mean, a six-game lead, we're at the halfway mark. I wanted to mention that as well. We're uh, exactly halfway through the season, and the Brewers are six games up in the division. Uh, just really incredible to think about where this team has come. And, again, like we talked about the other day, not even really clicking all the way around. Um, so, uh, again, I think there's still even more room for improvement. They're 48 and 33 right now. Um, I'm looking for at least a series, a win this weekend, and I think they get it done. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. Follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Rutino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.